0: Shield about me, you you're the of my
1: Greetings, and thank you for joining us here on August 15th, 2021, with the First Love Ministries, with First Presbyterian Church from Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren has titled his sermon today, Let's Eat. Our liturgist is David Elbers. Special music titled, Ticket to the Kingdom, is performed by a quartet, including Stephen Doss, Hunter Holloway, Gabe Kurt, and Miles Leonard. Our gospel reading for today comes to us from John 6, 51 through 58. Our scripture reading is from Genesis 18, 1 through 10.
2: The gospel reading is from John chapter 6, verses 51 through 58. Let us listen to the word of God. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: Testament lesson comes to us from Genesis chapter 18, beginning with the first verse. Let's listen to the Word of God. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him, and we saw him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready, quickly, three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took herds and milk and the calf and that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, there in the tent. And one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening, the tent entrance behind him. This is the word of the Lord. For the last few weeks, I've obviously been talking about food. I think it must be on my mind a lot. But author Anne Lamott shares this tip. I've helped some of the sturdier women at my church get healthy, she says, by suggesting they prepare each meal as if they had asked our beloved pastor to lunch or dinner. They wouldn't say, here, pastor, let's eat standing up in the kitchen. This tube of barbecue Pringles is all for you. I have my own. And then stand there gobbling from their own tubular container No, they'd get out pretty dishes and arrange wonderful food on their plates and set one one plate before each place at the table, a plate filled with love, pride, and connection. Now imagine if we treated every meal, even if it's just for ourselves, as though it were for a special guest, not just the pastor, someone special in your life. We'd get out the pretty dishes, arrange wonderful food. Certainly, it would be different than a TV dinner or fast food or a Pringles container. Now, in reality, I would not say no to Pringles or some actual barbecue. I love both. The trouble is, it takes a lot of time to make that nice meal. It would mean we'd have to wash more dishes, make more of a fuss. But it would also mean every time we eat would be special. In our scripture reading, Abraham and Sarah have three unexpected guests who show up at their door. They pull out the red carpet for these strangers. They share them with fine hospitality. Sarah bakes cakes. They kill and prepare a fatted calf. They provide milk and curds. They make a big production for these guests. Even these days, we don't always bake a cake for guests, so it's a big deal when Sarah uses the choice flour for her cakes. It's a big deal to pick from their livestock just the right calf. It's part of their culture to go above and beyond, even for strangers who came to stay. Now, we know the rest of the story. We know these strangers aren't just strangers. They're angels who have come to share the good news. They're bringing a message from God and Sarah that they will have a child, which to her at her age sounds impossible. But Abraham and Sarah don't know these strangers are angels. These strangers came and are treated like royalty without the understanding of who they are. Now, I want you to pull out your bulletin. and For those online, we have a picture to share with you. It's an image from a Russian painter. It's on the very back page. Andrei Rublev of the 15th century, it's a Holy Trinity icon. Many of you have probably seen this before. It depicts three angels who visit Abraham at the Oak of Mamre. Now Protestants are often a bit skeptical of icons, but the painting is full of symbolism. The Christian thought of the day in the 15th century, the three angels are the three persons in the Trinity. So Abraham and Sarah weren't just entertaining angels, they were entertaining God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Now, most of us would feel that's a bit stretched. And you'd be right. But in a sense, as Christians, we understand when you help the stranger, when you help the least, who do you help? Christ himself. So when a stranger comes we're also to share hospitality, to go out of our way, to lay down the red carpet and make people feel they are special as though we are helping Christ himself. Now, what if we treated all who walked through the door or worshiped online as though we're entertaining angels? Or Christ? The Hebrew text reminds us to always share hospitality because we never know if we might be entertaining angels. Whether they come in rags, a three-piece suit, tattoo sleeves, short skirts or shorts, a bow tie, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Whether they've been coming forever or if it's their first time, every person who comes here Experiences hospitality like they've never before. Right now, I want you to take a moment to imagine a special time when you were gathered around a table. Think about it. Who was there? Think about why you were gathered. Remember the food that was served and the drinks you shared? It might have been a celebration or a party, it could have been with friends or family. And probably the best part of the meal wasn't so much the food or the drink, but it was more about the reason for celebrating or the people with whom you shared that meal with. Imagine if that was the spirit we had every time we gather as a church family. As we shared communion recently, this happens more often than not for me. There was a moment when I knew that while I... It's just a prepackaged piece of bread and a little taste of juice. There's nothing fancy or elaborate about it. But when I eat the bread and I drink the cup, my my tears well up in my eyes because there's so much meaning behind this bread and juice. Somehow, for me, it's more than just bread and juice. It's the life and death of Christ. It's the fulfillment of God's kingdom here in this world. That grace and forgiveness that sometimes for me is hard to share with others, but somehow Christ shares it with me and with you. Especially when things aren't easy, it also embodies community. Our church gathered. Every Sunday we come to gather around a table. This table, which represents extraordinary hospitality that's fit for kings and angels. When people come to Christ's table, they become part of our church family and welcome so they experience this hospitality. Now, a week and a half ago, for the first time since the pandemic, all of our leaders gathered, our deacons and our elders, together in one place to help plan for our future. Did you imagine that? We're planning for our future. Now, small chocolates were an essential part of that quest for renewal. For nearly 18 months, they've been operating in emergency mode. Our leaders have been making decisions that nobody wants to ever have to make. Luckily, we have a church family who understands that things aren't easy. So many here share grace and love and patience. But we got together and we talked about several things. For the first time, we asked what renewal and re-entry would look like. And one thing that kept coming up again and again was this word engaged. We don't want to be a church family that listens or watches from the sidelines. We could have thousands of people who attend. But we serve a God who desires us to be engaged and to be active, to be connected. I like that word, connected, because it's part of our church's mission statement. We're more than a building, it says, more than a body we're a family of caring, concerned people growing together in the love and service of Christ. So I challenge you this week to be engaged, to be connected. I challenge you to make two connections, two, that's it. You could make more if you want to, but to people you used to see regularly at church. Maybe they sat next to you, or maybe you shared Uh, coffee and donuts together in the lounge. Maybe you worshipped on the far side of the other part of the sanctuary. People you used to see regularly at church but you haven't heard from or seen from them in a long while. There might be folks who have fallen through the cracks and in this pandemic, those cracks don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. I encourage you to call them. Or to send a handwritten note, maybe send some chocolate, share hospitality in some way. And for those who are new to us, connect with someone new. Send a private message to someone that's commented online, or simply say hello. You can tell them I told you to. As a response to God's extraordinary hospitality, we want to share hospitality that God shared through those angels. That we might treat everyone who comes here in person and online with the kind of hospitality that's fit for angels and fit for Jesus. That's our challenge this week, to connect and share hospitality with at least two people, to be engaged, to be active, to be connected with our church family. And my hope from that, and I think Christ's Hope from that is it only grows from there beyond our church family. The church is more than a building, more than a body. We're a family of caring, concerned people growing together in the love and service of Christ. Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. The congregation and visitors can now enter through the East or north doors. Our in-person service starts at 10 a.m. We do however ask that you keep your mask on while moving about in the building. In the sanctuary there are two sections, one for vaccinated and one for unvaccinated individuals. The ushers will guide you to the section of your choice. Those in the vaccinated section can now sing Without a mask, join us at wwwfacebookcom slash and join our Monday First Prez Jax community group, which meets at 7 p.m. every Monday. This is a question-answer and sharing group with the pastor. This is a private room, and you will be asked a few questions before entering to make sure you are a human and not a robot. Presbyterians with a Purpose is another program available at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville for individuals needing to contact someone during these challenging times of the pandemic. You can visit that link. Just visit our homepage and find the link for Presbyterians with a Purpose. We also offer a Sunday live service starting at 9.55 a.m. You can visit www.firstpresjax.org donate and make your contribution there or send contributions to First Presbyterian Church 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois 62650. You also can contribute through your bank using bill pay. If an account number is needed, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org That's office at F-I-R-S-T- P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G.